This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. Hey, everybody. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) Bing is for doing, and we are doing another episode of Girls. It's a shame about Ray. We are in season two, episode four. And yes, it is a shame about Ray. Poor Ray. But what's even more of a shame is that awkward, awkward dinner that we're going to get into. But I am your host, Kelly, and hanging out with me, fighting the cold. Yes. I'm so sorry, peeps. It's your girl, Spicy Mari. I'm going to try to keep it as sizzling as I can. (laughs) And straight across from me is the amazing Matt Lieberman. Thanks for having me back, guys. And Miriam Gonzalez. Hi, guys. So welcome. I hope everybody's got some awesome plans for Super Bowl Sunday. You know, we're... We're in red, like going for the 49ers, and Matt Ow. wanted to be, you know, yeah, the, uh, I'm just, I'm just, the rebel of the group. You know what? How about I didn't care about the Super Bowl, I just want to look good. Oh, whatever. Yeah. You're, you're looking good, looking good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Spicy. I believe it when it's coming from you. Yeah. So, Hannah and Elijah go through somewhat of a divorce yes. in yes. the beginning of this episode. And they, you know, are going back and forth to each other. I mean, talking about, you know, furniture and butt plugs and. <laughs> you know what the have you? On chairs. He was nickel and diming their yes. whole relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That she shouldn't, you know, not don't sit on his chair without underwear. And she, <laughs> you know, she lifts up so her, you know, bare bottom is absolutely sitting on that chair. And well, she I just like... grinds it back and forth across. <laughs> well, I like how she she calls him out. She's like, you know, I already spoke with George, and George said that I can keep everything that he bought you, which is everything, everything. that's in the apartment. Yeah. 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 Well, and then Elijah says, "I'm not paying rent this month," and you know for. One, I can't afford to. And for two, I bought all of your burritos in junior year. <laughs> How disgusting did that burrito sound? It was pecans. like, thank you, guacamole, pecans. What else did he say? Did well, well, I love and how spinach. He, yeah. Well, I love how he said it wasn't even normal burrito, like a normal girl's burrito. It was like all these add-ons. <laughs> She's like, you're my boyfriend. You're supposed to pay for me. <laughs> and then he said, and I paid for the butt plug. And she said, well, you probably still use it, so I think you should pay me. 
they were going at it. It was so funny. Well, but I, we talked about this last week. She if she was going to go through with actually kicking him out, and she, and she did. did absolutely, and she had every reason to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he crossed the line, and that wasn't cool. And now she's like, "Get out of my face!" Yeah, you did my best friend. Yeah. But where is he going to go? He his his he has no boyfriend's home to go back to. I mean, like. I know that he really he really screwed up and he really kind of betrayed her, but have you ever been in that situation where like you still you feel responsible yeah. for the person? I she think doesn't feel responsible. Elijah is very resourceful, aka George. Um I think that he he'll find another situation where he'll be taken care of if he doesn't already have one in the works. Yeah, or he'll go back with his parents. Oh yeah. yeah you know? Fair enough. But you gotta think too, Hannah's not responsible for anybody. She's barely responsible for herself. Right. right. So she's but she's resourceful as well because yeah. when you know Marnie was the responsible one Marnie was the one that felt responsible for her and when she finally put her foot down and let that go then you know Hannah had other options to come in and kind of help take care of her yeah and you know so it's, we'll see well I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how it's going to go now she's absolutely going to need another roommate she oh can't, without a doubt I'm like she know. has this whole place to herself she, she's making $200 barely an article <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but she's excited her very first article got published on the internet mm-hmm. so she's excited about that and she wanted to do something with her money really nice for her friends so she goes to buy all organic and she decides to make pad thai <laughs> I know that was just classic you know she it, she's making pad thai and we see Charlie and Audrey sitting in the living room which kind of had me thrown for a second I'm like well this could be interesting and mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, like, Marnie walks in. Very well, awkward. She's so big on allegiance and loyalty. How do you invite your best friend's ex and his girlfriend to your dinner party, hoping that your best friend doesn't show? Well, she's mad at, at Marnie. So she was, right. as she says in the episode, I... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I was hoping that Marnie would just say, yeah. like, say no. She had to she invite her. She couldn't invite her. But she, like, in her mind, she couldn't not invite her. And also, Hannah is a classic, you know, self-destructor. All right, mm-hmm. she 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 was prepared for that to happen. She kind of, I think, subconsciously wanted that to happen because she doesn't want anything to go right. Right. I think she absolutely set that up, and you know, she says, you know, I invited her as a gesture, and I think it's kind of psychotic that she actually showed up because we're not on good terms right now. But then, you know, as Audrey wants to leave, she's like, no, you guys don't leave. If anybody should leave, it's Marnie. So Marnie wants to leave. Nobody leave. I think she wanted that to happen mm-hmm. on purpose as a punishment for Marnie for what she did. I was going to say, oh, wow. do you think she was That's diabolical. Do you do that? <laughs> I was well, going to say, do you think, like, do, did you think she was doing that to be revengeful? To hurt her for her hurting Vindictive. her. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to a cheesy, like, teeny bopper, like, early 2000s, late 90s movie that has one of the best quotes about girls 
girls fighting that I've ever heard, and it's actually drive me crazy, that Melissa Joan Hart movie. Oh, my God. But when she talks about it, she says, when guys compete, they kind of talk about, you know, how big is your slot, like that sort of thing. But when girls compete, it's art. And I've always found that to be true because it's very, it's very passive aggressive. It's very underlining, and that's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. But that's, that's a down, dance. It's downright mm-hmm. diabolical. But it just, you know what? You know, but it is You're because it's not. It's right. not in your face. We're not gonna. We're not gonna go and you know go have a boxing match. We're gonna do something in your face and be really, really nice to you. And it takes a lot of planning. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's one of those things where like it's almost like a chess match and almost yes. like a dance. Where right. It's like it's, mm-hmm. it's strategy. It's absolute strategy. And I, you know what? You're right. And I like that. It makes my movie. soul hurt. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that it came from that movie, but I've always that's one quote that's always like stood out to me because I think it's so true. And as you get older and the more girlfriends you have, oh, yeah. you start to see that happening because it's very structured. It's very strategic. Matt, when you and have, when you have two girls fighting <laughs> over you, you will see, see the dance. Oh, dear Lord. But it, it also goes back <laughs> I don't want to that. it also goes back to Hannah and Elijah, their argument and having a conversation and she's she's calling him a fink and saying it was my mistake I should have never repurposed you that's what I'm talking about that was classic yeah. <laughs> he's like what am I a sweater yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, it's that kind of mentality that, and if you've ever had a breakup or you've ever been on the outs with a friend and you try to come back together you it always reminds you of why you're not friends and yeah. why you broke up in the first place oh, so second and third chances and all of that usually in very rare form do they ever work out because it just once your those relationships are gone and you break up, honey, you reach. But and I think that's kind of what we see in both instances here. Yeah. Because you know when you break up, all you can remember is the good stuff. All you remember is how in love you were mm-hmm. and how great of friends you were. Right. And you don't remember what made you break up until you're back together, and then you're like, ah. Oh. That's why. Yeah. Kelly is preaching, <laughs> folks. If you are listening to the good word this Sunday morning, Kelly is on a roll. <laughs> it's a girl, it, girl sermon right now. Get it, girl. But, but, but we see it played out yeah. in two different ways. With a friendship and with kind of a romantic relationship. Because I think Hannah not only... She, in some ways, she kind of wanted to have that boyfriend-girlfriend relationship back with Elijah without it actually being that. Kind of like a placeholder. Because she's trying to focus on her career, she's not. She doesn't really know how she wants to date, and that's very easy to do when you have, you know, a gay friend or a really close friend. It's easy to substitute them as your boyfriend because they're oh, the yeah. ones always yeah. hanging out with you. Th- there's always somebody to hang out with, and yeah. it gets the lines get a little confused. And we're just not seeing Adam anymore. Where did he go? He's in He's prison. In prison. <laughs> I'm like, or Adam's but in jail. Like, like Jesus hasn't even mentioned it. Like, oh, I miss my boyfriend in prison. Like, she hasn't said anything about it. He's not her boyfriend in prison. That's and she's crazy to she, me. She, and remember, at that last episode when we saw Adam, she was physically hitting him, pushing him, and saying how much she did not want him there. She so hates him right now in her mm-hmm. mind, I feel. Yeah. I a, she just doesn't want to think about it. I have it. a question. Do you think that she hasn't told anybody about what happened to Adam? Oh, I don't think she's told anybody. No, because of the way she, she came across in the, during the dinner party where... Um, she's talking to Charlie. I think that she says things that have an underlying... Uh, 
She may hint to it, but she won't be directed at it. No, I think she mm-hmm. talked about him stalking her and him chasing after her, but not that she called 911 and had him arrested. Yeah. I don't think she would add in those details. I think she would tell every part of the story aside from that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Did I leave that out? Oh, yeah. My oh, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Well, it's the same as we find out when you know they're at this awkward dinner party and everybody's talking and laughing and Audrey's talking about starting her mustard company. Yeah. First it's sweet, then, then it's, it's spicy. spicy, then it's sweet again. <laughs> and I like how Hannah says, you know, Marnie, we got to get our stuff together because, you know, this girl's starting a mustard company. What have we ever done that's that great? have we ever yeah. come up with? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like how Marnie's like, nothing that great. Nothing with condiments. <laughs> <laughs> and these, you know, these girls are taking little digs at each other. Very oh, yeah. subtle. It was Again, kind of sarcastic. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I was like, are they be, you know, condescending or oh. are they serious? Like, no, I think yeah. in Marnie's case, she was definitely hating. She's like, so uh, where'd you get your headband? That was a hating mm, comment. Yeah. yeah. And it goes the same way, which, you know, bursts out in the first place, you know, after a while, but as they're sitting there talking and they're having a sex conversation and talking about how open you are in sexual positions and they get into the whole butt plug conversation. Yeah. First, before you even get into that, Shoshana when she walks in with Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I lost oh. an earring in the cab and then she's like, we're adults now, we can just say we had sex. Right. And she's like, she's she's so awkward about it. And yeah. she's like, in, in a moment, like her heart breaks, she's just like, I'm so sorry I lied to you guys. <laughs> right. She's, She's like, oh, come you clean. Yeah. Wait, but can yeah. we talk about the dig of the hosting? Yeah. Where, yes. Oh. That, where, yeah. That was like, that was like, a, that was a straight kind of slap in your face. Like, oh, so you're hosting like what parties and or stuff? Poetry or, night. Poetry night. Like a slam yeah. poetry night? No, I'm, I'm a hostess. Oh, so you show people where their table is <laughs> right. when they come to your restaurant. That was Got a it. good one. That's good. That was a good I'm one. I'm telling you, when girls compete, it's artistic. It's okay. not, you know. But like that's, that I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand sarcasm, I understand condescension, I mm-hmm. understand like digs and like throwing something in somebody's face, but like inviting your I- inviting your friend that you're mad with to a party with her ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend there and then making sure that none of them leave. That's diabolical. That's too much. But but it's the same as Marty having sex with her best friend's ex-boyfriend in the living room of her best friend's apartment when she can walk in at any time. Is it's it, the same thing. Is it the same thing? It, it is. Mm-hmm. It is the same thing because in her mind, she, you know, may not have been outwardly thinking that th- that might not have been her whole plan. But as it starts to happen, things start to kind of run in your head. But yeah. Marty didn't seem upset and, at all. No. Like, she wasn't bothered at all. In this, at, she wasn't upset with Hannah at all, which I was yeah. kind of surprised with. She kind of was just like, okay, punishment fits the crime. Right, because she got, she got it. You know, she does kind of... Nobody deserves to be put in an awkward situation like that, but they're going back and forth with each other, and Marnie started it. Yeah. I like how Charlie's like, so what did she do? Oh, you don't want to know, because it will hurt you. And she's holding yeah. that <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's like, what, hurt me? What? Yeah. But she yeah. later on does admit to uh, what uh, Marnie had actually done. Well, she, yeah, gets, but she like slips who. out. Yeah. Yeah. She but she, has, she had gay sex. Well, she says <laughs> it like towards the like towards the end of the dinner when party. When she's defending Marnie. Yeah. But mid dinner party, as they're sitting at that table and they're talking about the butt plugs, and Shoshana's like, "What is how innocent she is?" Just really, what, I what so is that? cute. What is that? Um, and Marnie's like, "You take this one," <laughs> kind of a thing. Like throws it to Hannah to explain what it is, and she's like, "Shosh!" Like, really, you don't know what it is? And mm-hmm. um, the interaction between. That's when the body parts conversation goes mm-hmm. into play, yeah. and which Ray started. Ray started it, mm-hmm. and then it jumped to Audrey and Marnie talking about Charlie's butthole. body parts. Well, well, about no, his Ray, st- but Ray started that 
because apparently Marnie doesn't like the word butthole. It's her trigger word. She doesn't like to hear it. So if you notice, Audrey says it like four times. Right. Mm-hmm. And butthole, she's like, stop, butthole, stop, butthole. really stop. And then Ray says, maybe you don't like that word because you're thinking about Charlie's butthole that's now guarded by this cute little eccentric thing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that, that was that's love, how love. it starts. Which, well, you Ray, know, Ray is always, he's never liked Marnie. He's and, never liked yeah. Marnie and Charlie yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's where that came from. Oh, because then you're dealing with the other element of the other best friend of, mm-hmm. who doesn't like the ex-girlfriend. Okay. Right. So yeah. So we now we have it's, Hannah and Ray going in on Marnie. It's just okay. a yeah. table of haters. Seriously. And, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it was all directed at Marnie, which necessarily, which really wasn't fair to her. That's, I mean, that sucks. But then, at, you know, when Hannah does defend her, it's kind of one of those, I can be mean, but nobody else can be. And that's, you know, because at, at the end of the day, that's still her friend. She's mad right now. She, yeah. she wants to punish her, but she's the only one that can do that. It's nobody else can Hannah's, talk bad about her. It's also Hannah's selfish way of saying, I mean, that's just her being selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you all can't be mad at her, but only I can. Yeah. Right. Right. Only I have the right to be mad. I can't tell you why. Right. But everybody else lay off. She's is. had a rough She's year. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I like. I'm so. I was kind of go Audrey because that I felt that it was true. I think that you know Marnie was being a little bit psychotic with that, and just you know, and it's not fair. She's the one that pushed Charlie away. She's the one that was disgusted by him, didn't want to have anything to do with him, and didn't have the courage to break up with him for a long time, and just treated him crappy. Now he's moved on. Now he's but he's always pined after her. He's mm-hmm. obviously really in love with her, and she used that oh, to her advantage yeah. when she doesn't feel the same way. And for Audrey to call her out on that, I was like. Hey, go girl. For her to call her out, especially with the, um, oh, by the way, you came to his house in the middle of the night thing. Oh. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, how do you know this? And he's, she, she's like, oh, he told me out of guilt. And you know what's really interesting? I think that because, I mean, Audrey, in in a few episodes back, treated Charlie the same way that Marnie would. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think she's keeping and hanging on to Charlie because of the fact that if she lets him go, she knows he's going to go back to Marnie. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's that I have something that you Oof. want and I'm going to keep you. It's that mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. It's and, that nasty dance. And I don't think he told her out of guilt. I think he told her in order to get her jealous. You know, my ex-girlfriend still wants me. She came over in the middle of the night. She still needs Could me. Have been. Yeah. Because you know, of he's the way. playing strategically as well. Yeah, because of the way that Audrey was treating him, which we saw from the party episode, you know, the party scene a few episodes ago. So then yeah. here's here's my question. Is he going, if he told her out of guilt, we don't know whether or not, but he kissed Marnie in this episode, Mm -hmm. is he going to tell Audrey? I think this is all manipulation on Charlie's part. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, especially Charlie isn't that devious. Considering, well, you, a he went man? after his old girlfriend in front of his new girlfriend. Come on, it's yeah. That, that's him being stupid. No. Okay, no. I, mean, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that as a directed thing. Not everything is a chess game. It may be on on your side of the table, <laughs> but with 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 in that case. He cares about Marnie, and he doesn't think about the I'll fact that this, is that Audrey's going to be upset. But what does that say about his relationship with Audrey? I'll say it's this. that it's it's garbage. It's, it's superficial. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's That's temporary. what I'm saying. That's horrible. He has this girlfriend, but he only she's only awesome and cute and wonderful and whatever because Marnie rejected him on the roof. Right. You know what? I think that what's going to wind up happening with Charlie, and this is where the manipulation comes in, it's the fact that he is like a wounded puppy dog, yeah. and he is he you know he goes and he kisses her, and the moment that she says that she's seeing someone and that it's Booth Jonathan, mm-hmm. the way he, he does it, he's like, out. you can't have 
this anymore. And then he points directly at his junk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't have any of this anymore. Uh, and I think that that's going to be one of the things that brings him back to Audrey. And is like, yeah, even though I left you, I'm sorry, baby, but she's crazy. Like, you know, we kissed on the roof. And, well, but, but we, well, I think he thought that, that Marnie was being um, sensitive and he saw that as an opportunity to go upstairs and try to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. I think he saw that she was affected mm-hmm. and he was like, dang, this is my window, my open, you know, my gate in order to get my ex back and let me just go for it. Because let's not forget, Audrey is Charlie's rebound girl. They started dating a week after Marnie and him broke up. And that is, she is basically the second girl he's ever dated. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, we don't know how many girls he may have dated before Marnie mm-hmm. in college, but they were together for five years. High school doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is like, <laughs> this is the only girl he's ever dated as an adult other than his ex, and she's his rebound girl. So mm-hmm. he's not going to behave logically. He has no he has no game, first of all. Right. He has he has no game, but he also doesn't know how to protect himself or the person that he's with. He doesn't know courtesy. Yeah, but when he comes down from the roof because after being rejected, all of a sudden, oh, where did Audrey go? And then when he's having the conversation with Hannah after everyone leaves and, you know, he calls Marnie, you know, a cunt and whatever. Ugh. And she said, which is a horrible, that's like yeah. horrible. That's yeah. worse than calling somebody a bitch. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a horrible exactly. thing to say. Well, when he's doing all of that and he says, you know, my girlfriend's so sweet and awesome and wonderful. Oh, now she is because you just tried to make out with your ex and she didn't want you. So yeah. then you go back and now all of a sudden Audrey's so awesome. I mean, and and the fact that she pretty Hannah laid it down. She's like she lost her job, she lost her her relationship, she lost you know the friendship. She and slept with a gay man, but she never elaborates with <laughs> who. That, what, what gay man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it just it was an interesting situation to say mm-hmm. the least. But you know um, the other interesting situation that really kind of got me was uh, Shoshana's finding out about Ray. At that dinner party, right. yes. But right before that, I just want to, I just want to make <laughs> reference to when Charlie finds out about Booth Jonathan, and he's like, "What? No, the Ewok in capri pants." <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. And she's like, "He's a brilliant artist, and, and he's, he's a normal sized man, average height, yeah, average, average height." height. Yeah. But okay. I don't understand how she can really think that, she, that they're actually like. Da- Why would she want to date someone? From he that awkward so encounter that oh, we God. witnessed last, she, she just said seeing. That's not any anything more serious than just that. But, she sees him and he bangs her funny. But that's not why she didn't <laughs> but, kiss Charlie back. It wasn't because of the other gentleman because we already know that she's capable of cheating. It right. was because she just does. She still doesn't want Charlie. So I think she used that as, a, as an excuse for rejection. I think she did it to hurt him on top of her being hurt in that. At that when did she ever cheat, girlfriend? Well, no, I'm just saying that she's... Oh, remember when she was kind of having an affair with him, kind of? No, she wasn't having an affair. She, she was, masturbated to him, that was all. Yeah, that's all that, she that's did. That's kind of cheating. Well, she just lusted after him. Yeah. And he, like, she, she was spending she quality time with herself. him. She was mentally cheating. She was spending quality time with him, walking down, you know, the little pier with him. And Going back and forth. Yeah. To, you know, passing by. So she was on the verge of it, but she never technically There did. was no insertion of any type. <laughs> well, they didn't really have, the only encounter that we know of is the one time after the art show that they had that really intense encounter. She went home and masturbated. And we only find out from Hannah that she kind of stalked him, like going back and forth in front of his house. But there was no real interaction with them. Right. And we don't so, know if that happened before or after the breakup with Charlie. Right. Yeah. It could have happened after like, oh, okay, well, I have another option. Yeah, so, so technically she really didn't cheat even though she was already but but she had already checked out of that relationship so yeah. her mind was right. already somewhere else. But she didn't technically cheat on him. So, very yeah. true. But I, I swear I thought that there was something in Hannah's journal that had led to the impression that Marnie was uh, 
you know, didn't respect Charlie and was mentally cheating. But no, didn't respect, yeah, she basically yeah. called him, you know, like a little girl, and did, she didn't like that, and it was, you know, that was kind of the whole journal thing, was that she just was, you know, when Marnie was saying that, you know, he felt it was like kissing her uncle or something. But Charlie obviously is was semi-jealous of the, what's his name? Booth Jonathan. Booth yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> There was, yeah. there was some of that there because there was already some tension from when they were together. He remembers exactly who that gentleman was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, uh, well, so Shoshana Ray. and Ray. Yes. <laughs> Shosh and Ray, um, she's sitting there and there, there's the conversation during the awkward dinner party where they're asking, so, you know, are you still staying at this one place? And he's like, no, my aunt's back from rehab. And so I'm kind of in between places and... And where it was his staying? godmother, right? Yeah, his godmother. His godmother. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. like, where are you staying? Well, I'm staying, you know, here and there. And then Shoshana starts clicking with it. And she starts to realize, well, you stayed with me Monday, and then you stayed with me Tuesday, and then Thursday, and last week, and every day. And do you live with me? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the most bizarre way to find out and the most awkward moment yet again during this dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was... <laughs> Very awkward that Hannah kept probing him. Well, who are you staying with? Who specifically? Where, you know, why? Where, where, where? Very nosy. Well, maybe because she needs a roommate. Oh. Oh, my God. That would be the worst (laughs) ever. They hate, like, he hates Hannah. I mean, it's still a place to stay. That's true. Yeah. Oh, God. God, If that. I wonder. I wonder if that's what's going to happen next week. Oh, oh no. that would be a good after buzz prediction. I actually, I think it's it's going to go a different way, but we'll get into that in predictions. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, I think. I think we're thinking we're on the same, same page. But, yeah. Yeah. but you know, we find out that you know Ray has been living. If he hasn't been staying with um, Shoshana, he's been living out of his Mitsubishi. Yes, which is really sad. Yeah. Really, really. And we sad. also learned that he is thirty three. Yes, yeah. I th- as soon as he said that, I thought about you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, we knew he was old. Or, yeah. We did, yeah. That he was in late 20s, early 30s. Now mm-hmm. we have it. 12 years age gap. Yes. Between him and Shoshana. She's 21. 21. He's 33. That is 33. really young to be dating someone. No, not necessarily. Like, no. For you to be 33 dating a 21-year-old, she We're, just like she barely got out of college. She's still, she's still in college. Still, yeah, no, oh, she's still worse. in college. Yeah. Okay, see? that's She's still young. She hasn't even experienced I life. I don't think that they meant for this whole dating thing to happen between them. I think that it became the sexual thing. They get along. They have um, similar mindsets when they're having conversations, and it mm-hmm. just naturally happened. Yeah, yeah. I think and, so, too. you know, there's also the girls are more mature than men, so mentally he's probably on her page than, mm-hmm. than we realize. Right. So it doesn't have to make sense. But as we're sitting, as we see during this episode, they're sitting downstairs at waiting for the train, and we find out that she's falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know he, well, he says it's too early for that. Yeah. It's way it's, too early it's for th- that. Then this is a great scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a crazy thing to say. And he says that because he's been thinking it too, but he hasn't said it because it's a crazy thing. Well, to and say. not only he thinks he's a loser, he thinks yeah. that he was just, he says, I'm a loser, just say it, I'm a loser. Because she tells him, you know, you don't really do anything. You, you know, all, all you do is go to work. You basically have no ambition. There's, you know, nothing that you're doing. And she's, it's just kind of, she's just realizing all this and she's saying it out loud. And then that's what he says, just say it, I'm a loser. You know, I'm a, I, why would you even want to date me? Why am I worth it? And I've been just, counting down the days until you found out until, right yeah until yeah. you realized it and that's when she says you know well i'm f- he's i'm falling in love with you and then he you know says that it's too early it's crazy and then he just is like i fucking love you so much yeah. and she's just kind of stunned and she's like what and then he repeats himself and i just 
It's so, so cute because you can tell he's really down on himself. He doesn't have, you know, high self-esteem. Yeah. You know, she's the one good thing in his yes. life. Right. And maybe she'll be the one to motivate him to do something better because sometimes that's all you need is someone yeah. you know, to you. give you a little but extra push. It's hard to put yourself out there and be the first one to say that I love you, but she took that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And it's such a relief when you get to hear it back. Yeah. Especially yes. quickly. Yeah. yeah. And so you can kind of see on her face that she was kind of like, what? Like it was like a shock, but it was also like joy in it as well. Like, okay, yeah. you can live with me. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> and I hope it was serious. I hope he wasn't just saying that in order to have a free, you know, hall no. pass. No, I, don't, her. I think he. I think it was serious. Yeah. My favorite part, though, is when they're at the dinner table. She's like, um, I wish I would have known that you were living with me because I could have called my aunt yeah. and gotten some advice, bought some new linen. <laughs> yeah. like, her mindset and her idea of how it's supposed to go down right. is, I think, how a lot of people, especially in your, early, you know, as a teenager and in your early 20s, you know, growing into your um, adulthood. Mm-hmm. We have this idea of how it should go down. But the reality is, is how that went down is sometimes how it goes down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just happens. It happens. Yeah. One day you're like, dude, you're here all the time. You need to be paying half the rent. <laughs> Something. Come on. Sorry, guys. That was a laugh cough. That's so true. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, they're cute and I really want them to pull through this and I want to see her be that better influence for him and make a change in him and I want him to come out and you know do something else aside from just his little But I have you know, a question. Job. They, they're 12 years apart in age. You know, she's going to NYU. She's going to have a career. She has passion. She has all these things. He, as he, as he put it, is a loser. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there really, really, really is a future in this relationship? Absolutely. You don't have to have an education to, um, an education like that to succeed. You really don't. Right. All you need to have is drive and determination. Uh, somebody said to, to this this to me once, persistence and determination equal achievement. And when you're motivated and you are persistent on, on doing something to better yourself, it doesn't matter if you've got a master's, because I know people that have master's that are waiting tables. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you are. Street smart sometimes is just as good as being book, book smart. smart yeah. But that's not, that's not even what I mean. What I mean is... You know, say they're they're still in this relationship five years down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, he's thirty eight and she's <sighs> twenty six. Unless, he, unless he really steps it up and just, and actually gets on a career path of his own, yeah. I absolutely don't think it's going to work. Yeah. He's going to have because of her ambition and the way that she just sees life and the the she kind of life structure. I think that she wants to have is she wants to be independent. She wants to do these different things. She does. She is career driven. So he's going to have to step it up like tenfold in order to keep up with her because that's going to be. She's going to change a lot. Yeah. She, she still doesn't even know who she is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't necessarily think this is an end game relationship. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a good one for both of them as far as growth and change. I mean, he's 12 years behind on where he should be. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to give him a little bit of an extra push to kind of maybe hurry up and catch up. You know, to kind of be where he should be at this point in his life. Fair enough. Maybe. Speaking of playing catch up, <laughs> Jessa and her husband. Oh, gosh, I know. But real quick, let me remind you guys to please go to iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast. It's free. Rate and comment and let us know what you think about these relationships. You know, we read them. We appreciate all of your comments on YouTube as well. Uh, so make sure to do that. We want to be in the top ten over here at After Buzz. Yes. So give us five stars, please. Yes. <laughs> Jessa and Thomas John. There, the dynamic is now starting to show 
mm-hmm. of the differences of who they are as individuals. And, you know, he comes from this hoity-toity family. He's a, a successful guy. Mm-hmm. And she's this free hippie spirit, which we knew at some point would start to clash. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. episode, we started to see that. Especially, I mean... He's he's running around. He's crazy. He's like, we can't be late to dinner. There, well, the, she's meeting his parents for the first time. So this is a very significant part of their relationship. They her, His parents were not invited to the wedding. And so this is the first interaction where we get to see the real Thomas John. Because yeah. there's nothing like your parents to bring out the real uh-huh. you and end your little frivolous, I want to be a free spirit if you're really not one. They're yeah. the ones that are going <laughs> to set you straight and the real you comes out. And that's kind of what we see. And, you know, I like how she comes out in her dress with her crimped hair and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just a very bohemian, like, Did you to guys the notice that she's put on some weight? Well, I think well, she's, she's priced yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's baby. She's, in she real life, baby. She did. In real life. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, wait, she's getting a little thick. Is she pregnant? Her boobs <laughs> were very beautiful. I'm like, I hate <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice boobies. But, you know, she's sitting on the couch and she's like, you know, this is the good one. He's like, oh, let me see the bad you one. You know, he's like, how much time? She's like, how much time do we have? Because she obviously <laughs> not is enough not, time for that. not really like excited to go meet his yeah. parents. You know, she doesn't like that they're early and very structured and, you know, she doesn't want to go to a steakhouse because she only wants to eat spinach. She only eats meat when she's <laughs> menstruating. <laughs> but you already know going to meet the in-laws is going to be a challenging or awkward situation. Right, but does she know that? Because she doesn't really... I don't feel like her character really knows how conventional life works. You know, her mom was a free spirit. Like, she was traveled around a lot. She's been all over the place and not really had... This is the most structure I feel like she's had in her life in a very long time. Her mom's yeah. only worked once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't like it very much. And she, does, she doesn't know what to say. Like, I feel like... I mean, and I feel like she doesn't know better. She's, you know, she she's no, she doesn't have a filter. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. care what she says. Like, she's just very brutally honest with who mm-hmm. she is as a person. And she's like, love it or leave it. Yeah, she's very confident in herself. Yeah. To to a point where she's not embarrassed about anything that's happened in her life. I mean, I don't think she has a lot of necessarily like self-respect and, and like that sort of thing because she wouldn't be in these weird situations if she did. But I think as far as her past goes, she's accepted it. This is who I am. This is my life. And, yeah. you know. But if, if, you know, she was really invested in this relationship, mm-hmm. you know, at, su- at some level, you have to accept that you're going to put on your best face for your, your husband's Correct. parents because you... you, you it's important to him. Right, but I don't think that she's... I, th- I, I don't think it is her style. Yeah. I don't think she... She's all for number one, and I don't think that she feels like she should have to change who she is for anybody, not yeah. even her husband or his parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. As we see it escalate throughout mm-hmm. the episode, but I like how when they're sitting at the table and her, his mother... Just keeps needling. ...robing her as mm-hmm. far as, like, work and... Well, I travel. Mm-hmm. Why do you travel? Well, who? why do people travel? They travel just to travel. Mostly Europe, but I have to avoid Spain, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's the fact that her, his mom was like... You know, for work or for whatever the reason may be. I did you notice that his her his dad was really taking a liking to her? Oh, his yeah. dad was totally enamored with her and just her free spirit. And I, I mean, I think he found her very attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just you know, liked that whole thing. And you know, the parents were played by some fantastic actors. Who was it? Griffin Dunn, Griffin and Dunn, Deborah and Rush, Deborah Rush, and Griffin Dunn. He's always like this weird, quirky, like semi inappropriate <laughs> character in a lot of stuff that he does, and I love it. But he. You know, talks about how his favorite movies are teen love dramas. Yeah, schoolgirls in love. Schoolgirls in love. And she's like, right on. Yes. 
And when he was like, I've always wanted to know what heroin is like. I yeah. like that she went and she said that straight out. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, when I got out of rehab or whatever, when she was talking about traveling, and she's like, oh, well, you're back on the drink. It's like, no, actually, I went to rehab for heroin. I didn't smoke it, though. Um, I snorted it. And, and that's, 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 that's important. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah. But I love how his dad was like, oh, you're, you know, she's like, I got out of rehab. And he's like, oh, and you're back on the drink. Good for you. <laughs> and she's like, no, I've been drinking since I was a child. It's not alcohol. It was heroin. She said she was like 10 or something. That's yeah. not the first impression you want to make with somebody's no. parents. No, well, when, well when, you know, backtrack a little, when she first gets to the restaurant, they show up late. The parents are kind of irritated by that. And what she says is, I hate this restaurant, but I was so excited to meet you. I didn't even care. And yeah. then it's like a little bit of an awkward yes. silence. And it's like, okay, who's hungry? I'll go get the table. And then she's like, she's, oi! oi. <laughs> but he's constantly like kind of trying to defend her a little bit mm-hmm. every comment that she makes. Well, yeah. I, for the record, she hasn't done any heroin in front of me since we've been married. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm I kind of like, whoa. Which, she I, was hurt by that, I think. I feel like it, that was kind of like... I think she was more hurt when he started saying to the mother, like, she's an artist who's going to get into graphic yes. design. Like, yeah. Did you see the look on her face? She was like, no. oh, when did you get that impression yeah. about graphic design? Well, that she obviously knew that he was lying for her yeah. because he, wa- you know, he, has, he wants them to have this certain Because he was concerned that she wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the parents. mother calls it out and says, "You're just this is a successful situation for you. Yeah, and he's like still, situation. yeah, he still tries to defend, like, situa- you know, this is a union, this is a marriage. I mean, because his mother's like, what else do I call it? Because she obviously doesn't think that this is, you know, real, that this yeah. is, and to this, you know, and we have talked about this before, it's basically them playing house. They don't know each other. They mm-hmm. don't, Thomas John was trying to be something that he wasn't, mm-hmm. and, you know, Jessa just is who she is. Yeah. Well, they wind up saying really mean and hurtful things when they get home. Oh. And you can tell that the dinner did not go well, that he's frustrated, she's frustrated. She's mm-hmm. crazy. I'm going to look 50 when I'm 30. Yeah. Because she's had so many life experiences. Because she's hasn't. been drinking since she was a child. <laughs> and she snorted heroin. And she smokes all day, every day. That's why. She's going to look like Nico. She's going to be super fat. That's what she said. <laughs> but they, they, I mean, they start taking digs at each other to the point where he offers her money to leave the relationship. And I thought that that was just awful. I like how he says to her, I'm a unicorn. Yes. You're just a dumb hipster munching on my hay. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he like, tells what? her, and she tells him, I'm so embarrassed that you're so average. Yeah. I tell, oh, oh you, you have it? Yeah. I, was gonna say, I tell my friends you're a test tube baby just so you have a little edge. <laughs> that was. Brutal. Yes. She took a low blow. That was like uppercut right there. Yeah. What was it? Because it's the wor- this is the worst mistake I ever made. He's like, um, what did he call her a hooker? No, no he says whore. this is why I she, this is why I like hookers. It's because yeah. they're respectful. They oh. don't come in and try to change my life. They just come in, do business, and basically leave. And yeah. put little. He's like, they don't put little Buddhas all over the house, so it looks like we're having sex in front of little fat, fat babies. babies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, but he does call her a whore with no work ethic, and that's when she punches him in the face. And that was just that. No, was I think wrong. she punched him. She punched him. She punched him, him. She punched him. She punched oh, him in the nose. Yeah, no, no, she, she punched yeah, him. She punched him in the face. Sucker punched him. Jessa. It was awesome. Because you yeah. don't take it there. You don't go to the whore. Like, no. you don't go there. And then at that point, he starts offering. He's like, well, how much would it take for you to leave? And she's like, $30,000. Which is not nearly enough. No, absolutely not. I thought 
thousand was like very low, and it was very low. And then when they start negotiating, she was like, she winds up at eleven point five because yeah. he offers her ten thousand. Mm-hmm. But that's that's nothing. You can't yeah. even like pay They're, your. Well, no, I don't think that's the end of this because once they start going through divorce proceedings and all that, I think it's going to get a little bit more intense. She's but mm-hmm. a smart chick. Yeah. she's going to go for half, if not all. And she, you know, and he tells her, you know, whatever you want, just you know, you're just somebody that goes and ruins people's lives because you're bored. Which I would say true. I mean, how off base is that? It's what? not. It's not. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think he's right. And, and she she hated hearing that because as she's standing on the staircase and she's mm-hmm. she goes and she reaches for his humanitarian award. It's like, fumey. Yeah, like no, no, don't do it, don't do it. And she's uh-huh. like, Whoosh. and I do think that that is wrong. I do not believe that in breakups you should break uh, material possessions because they cannot be replaced. I just yeah. want to put that out there that that was just wrong. Well, especially something like that, like yeah. dishes. Or things like that, like whatever. Oh, dishes are okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can she buy one. Kelly says <laughs> dishes are okay, folks. <laughs> no, I never think violence is good. I'm yeah. Break his mother's yeah. china. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Kelly O is violent. Breaking nothing. There should be nothing that you should no, break. No slashing yeah. of the cars, no anything. Just take your no, stuff and let yeah, each other go. That was one thing that I always found to be ridiculous when with, with girls and some of my friends that, you know, get really, re- I've had friends that have gotten really ridiculous in breakups and do the tire slashing and the car egging and the hacking into emails and bank statements. And That's normal. Like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's crazy and the normal. Pause. <laughs> Bank statements? <laughs> what? Well, I wouldn't say bank statements, but cell phone records or okay. no. I had a yeah, I had a Facebook, friend that Twitter would, would hack into all, all of that. All is wrong. Okay, it's, yes, it's uh, take your stuff and go. But like, but what, what what winds up happening is she goes back to you know her normal haven of Hannah, Hannah House, where everybody goes when, you know... Something's wrong. Yeah, when something's wrong, or they need a place to stay, she's now... <laughs> she's but now here, taking in folk, okay. and I think that, I think that we're gonna see, um... Jessa wind up, uh, you know, moving back in with Hannah. Well, I mean, first of all, she moved into the bathtub with yeah. her. That's what I was going to say. Like, who, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I have some best, best friends. But getting in a bathtub with me when I'm in a bath, um, no. You know what I realized when it came to that interaction between her and Jessa? This is the interaction that I think Marnie all along, all along has hated about Jessa. It's the fact that they mm. have a bigger connection than... All of them. Yeah. And yeah. Marnie never quite understood it until uh, we understand it because we're, we're seeing it as it mm-hmm. unfolds. But for her to get into the bathtub and just start crying, she still hasn't said what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she throws the snot rocket yeah. in the yeah. tub. <laughs> and, and you're pushing it back <laughs> and forth. I was like, whoa, dude. But yeah, you're right. But yeah. that's closer than close. That's yeah, like that real is. Yeah. comfort and friendship. But Hannah's always been awkward when it comes to close interactions with friends. I mean, we mm-hmm. opened the first scene of the first episode of the first season with Hannah in the bathtub and Marnie shaving her legs. Uh-huh. And Hannah's eating a cupcake in the bathtub. Like, yeah. it's always very it's always very weird. I think she craves that kind of closeness. That's why it's okay with her. Sleeping with Elijah, to, snuggling with Marnie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be Jessa. I think, you know, and we'll get into that in predictions, but to see their interaction, um, the way that it unfolded in the bathtub, just like, here, I'm here for you. It's okay. You know, you don't have to cry. And then they, you know, they go and they hold the hands as mm-hmm. the episode closes to Wonderwall. Yeah. yeah. And it was just... Well, she, well, we see that when Jessa comes in, Hannah's singing Wonderwall. Yeah. To herself. To which herself. is like such a great little moment because like who doesn't do that when they're mm-hmm. alone? 
You but know? Yeah. why would I, I just don't understand why she wasn't pressuring uh, Jessa to tell her what is wrong. You know, usually we would be like, no, my, oh my gosh, tell me what's going on. That's just not how Hannah is. And that's yeah. not how Jessa is. Jessa's I think not she wants to reveal it. So I think quickly. she was giving her her own time. Let her, you know, because how many times do we, would we actually see Jessa break down and cry? So I think it's kind of one of those things when you know your friends and you have those close relationships, sometimes you just got to give them a minute. Yeah. yeah. Just let her do her thing. I just know that I'm going to be right. Because sometimes that's all you want. You don't want anybody to talk. You don't want anybody's opinion. You just want somebody to sit there with you and let you have your minute. But you just need somebody there. Thank you. Now, was she crying because mm-hmm. she was um, having a failed marriage and she's disappointed? Or is she crying because she just got into an argument or now she doesn't have a place to stay? I think it's Where a were those tears coming yeah. from? It's, it's a, a combination, combination of I thought she was crying because... He told her that she ruins people's lives when she's bored. And I felt like that hit her close to home. And I think that she, it, it was a little bit of a revelation. And maybe she it is, it, yeah, I think that was the worst thing he could have said aside from everything else. The truth hurts. And when it comes from somebody that you supposedly love and married, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it stings. It really, really stings. And it, I think it broke her down. Him yeah. calling her a whore, uh, saying that she's bored. Like there was a series of things that were said in that fight that broke her down. But I think that the, the ruining people's lives because you're bored was worse than being called a whore. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, people say that kind of stuff when they're mad. But this was something that it was actually kind of true it's to form. True. And mm-hmm. that's what's hardest to hear. Oh, yeah. girls. We love you. I know. Well, we, well, well we found out yeah. that the puppies were taken back to the pet shop. So they're yeah. not dead. <laughs> Poor Hanukkah. Poor Hanukkah. And garbage. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get into some predictions and see what we think for next week. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So, Miriam, go. All right. I think that Jessa and Hannah are going to become roommates. Ooh, that's I what I was think say. that mm-hmm. we have yet to see the last of the Audrey, Marnie, Charlie triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with uh, Hannah, she's going to be writing more of her stories. She's going to be mm-hmm. writing more of these crazy articles. I think we're going to see more of her adventures while doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Ray and Show, sh- they're they're. You know, they're just going to slowly develop into this new venture of growth together. Okay. What about you, Matt? Um, well, can we talk about the, the scenes from next week? Uh, have you guys seen the sneak peek? I did, yeah. yeah. I was going to mention that, too. Okay. Go ahead. Um, well, yeah. we've, got, we've got Patrick Wilson coming Love in. Him. Um, Hannah's going to leave her job. At, at Cafe Grubby, which is why I thought maybe he might move in there or crash there for a while, mm-hmm. uh, just because she's like, this is a poisonous relationship. She like, doesn't want to work with the same person mm-hmm. that she lives with, potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's going to wind up working for Patrick Wilson and getting involved with him as well. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really kind of crazy. Um, Ray and shows, yeah, it's going to continue to blossom and get more complicated. Um, Marnie, if she's still really seeing Booth Jonathan... We have to see that relationship develop or end. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see her start to come out of her shell a bit dating this weird friggin' artist. <laughs> more um, awkward sex. Yeah, more awkward, <laughs> terrible sex. Come on, girls. You know what we want. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Okay. I think that Marnie's going to um, find him sleeping with other people and having awkward sex with other people. And she's going to take it uh, personally because she thinks, in her mind, I think that it's more serious than what it is. And she's going to find out that she's just his muse. Hmm. <gasps> Ooh, and go back to Charlie. Yep. And then she's going to seek refuge with Charlie like usual. 
Well, I would like to see. I think that Marnie is going to use him to get back into the art world. I think that she's going to come to and realize that this is an artist that bounces around and this is not going to be a long-term relationship. But if she wants to kind of leap back in and stop being a hostess and get her, you know, get it together, I think she could potentially use that relationship to do so. Yeah. And I don't really... I'll be very surprised if Jessa does become Hannah's roommate because how is she going to pay rent? She doesn't have a job. She doesn't. She's eleven thousand dollars, <laughs> right? But that's not going to go very far, you know. It's a start. It is a start, but you know, I don't know. We'll see with that. But I also want to see Shoshana and Ray, and I want to see them, you know, kind of blossom and all of that. And I really hope Charlie doesn't kind of take Marnie back. I mean, that's enough of that. Yeah. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> I'm tired and of seeing him. And he's a jerk. I want him, well, I want him to kind of put his foot down and basically have that conversation. Yeah. What do you want? I'm yeah. not just here to take care of you. Like, what is it that you want from me? Because it's so not fair, that push and pull. So, I don't know. We'll see. But thank you guys so much for hanging out. We hope you have a fantastic Super Bowl Sunday. Make sure to follow us at AfterBuzz TV. And you can follow me at Kelly with an IE 079. And you can play with my Twitter at Spicy underscore Mati. You can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. And you can find me, Miriam L. Gonzalez, on Twitter. We'll see you guys next week. Yay! From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.